Hey, it's JP. Thanks for joining us today. Today we're going to be going over some nut-free options in the junk food aisle. First off, a Bolthouse Farms soy vanilla chai. On the savory side, the good bean, habanero citrus, crispy favas, and peas. And then for our dessert, free to bees sun cups coated in dark chocolate. So let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to Junk Foodies, the podcast where we talk about the foods your parents said would spoil your appetite. Today my guest is Julie. Say hi, Julie. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. Um, And uh, Julie is a sufferer of allergies to tree nuts and until recently peanuts. So I wanted to do an episode with junk food options that were alternatives to those foods that we non-allergy sufferers take for granted. Um... So, Julie, before we get started, uh, just to let you know, you don't have to throw this out right away, but after we taste the foods, we have kind of a star rating system. So one star is, I don't think I'd pick it up again. Two stars is, I'd seek this out again. And three stars is, oh my God, this is amazing and I want more now. So keep that in mind for later. Um, but let me ask you, uh, you, when did you first realize that you had uh, an allergy to nuts? I had a reaction when I was two, so I don't even remember, wow. but um, I ate a cookie at my mom and dad's friend's house, and I came up, and my face was swollen, and I was talking funny, so obviously, even though they didn't know it was an allergy, clearly not a good thing when a two-year-old's face is twice the size it should be. Right, right. So I uh, went to the hospital, and they were pretty clear it must have been something, and then did allergy testing, and I was allergic to pretty much all nuts at that point, or tree nuts, I should say, uh-huh. um, but not peanuts originally. Okay, and for those listening that don't know, we tend to think of a peanut as a nut, but it actually isn't. It's a legume, so it's, um, don't ask me for the scientific difference, but it's more closely related to a chickpea or something like that than it would be to like an almond or a um, or a walnut. Um, now you talked about being two years old and your face being swollen to twice the size it is. Mine was like that, but not because of an allergic reaction. I just have a really big head, so <laughs> I uh, yeah, I do kind of look. I look like a lollipop walking around. Um, <laughs> now you don't remember that, so do you have a memory of the first time when you had kind of a, a scary experience involving eating a food that you didn't know had nuts in it? I was pretty good until I was 18, and then I was an adult who made my own choices, ah, and I was, you know, getting older, getting a little lax. Yeah. Um, what did I... Oh, I can't remember which one came first. I basically had two incidences that I can actually remember, so pretty good considering. Yeah. Um, but I was doing like eight... Like, well, I guess... I was 18, so I was 16 years of nothing, and then within like a year I had two incidences, and then I've been good ever since. Okay. Um, One was like waffles with like a chocolate, almost like Nutella paste in the middle, and they were from Costco, and my mom and I both were shopping together. We both read the ingredients. We both missed it then I reread it at home and I was like no it's fine and so I ate it and my sister was there and I'm like I feel the sensation in my mouth and right. I know right away what it is. Like it's just instinctual. I'm like not reaction. Right. I know it's almost like a tingly pins and needle ish 
but with an itchy factor to it. In your fa- just in your face, or like, kind of all over your body, mouth. in your mouth. Okay. Yeah, your mouth. Like so, even if I haven't swallowed yet, like on my tongue, I can that fast. Tell. Yeah. Wow. So I put it in my mouth, and I like I spit it out. I know. Right wow. Now. Yeah, and so then I like wash my mouth out and everything like that, but I know straight away. Yeah. And um, then I get my sister, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm having a reaction. So she reads the ingredients. She's like, it literally says like hazelnut paste. And like you guys have read it four times. And then I realized how sk- like how much I was skimming the ingredients. Right. Instead of like consciously reading anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously skimming, you miss things clearly. Right. So um, that was one of them. And then another time I was studying in the library really late. And someone had an extra like sandwich. Just, I don't know. It was almost like a chicken salad or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I was just kind of like, oh, okay, on white bread, like pretty safe or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I had a bite and I'm again, the sensation, right. like, oh brother, yeah. sit it out and they're like, I'm looking through it and I'm like, are these like crushed up almonds? Which I'm like, this is very like gourmet, like lunch you bring, <laughs> holy doodle. But I guess like shame on me for not asking what's in your chicken salad recipe, top secret, clearly. So then I uh, get dropped off at the hospital because you just go anyways. Right. I have, I do have EpiPens, but for me, I'm like, I'd rather not stab myself. Mm-hmm. I'd rather go to the hospital if I need to, then I'm there. If I'm fine, I'll go home. Right. So typically, even if you have had a reaction, they're still going to like drug you up on Benadryl and yeah. then watch you. Okay. So he drops me off. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm here now. I'm going to get a Benadryl IV. Um, you can go home. And he's like, are you sure? Are you sure? And I was like, totally. It's like two in the morning by now. Like, go home. Um, and then, of course, I know I'm living at home at the time. So I know I better call my mom because she's going to be like, she was studying late and then never came home. Like, what happened right. in the parking lot on the way to the car? Kind right. Of so I go to call her and the Benadryl kicks in and I pass out like fully unconscious. <laughs> and then I come to like several hours later Yeah. and um, I realize what has happened and how horrible this is for my mom. And I'm not even with a close friend that she's going to call, oh, like man. doesn't really know how to get a hold of me. And I like quickly try to grab a nurse and then... Um, they basically bring me a phone and by the time I pick up the phone to call my mom comes around the corner and they've been doing like four hours of investigative work like down the chain of friends of friends of ex-boyfriends wow. at like <laughs> middle of the night and found out where I was wow <laughs> yeah so after that I was like okay hey, I better smarten up a little bit so you got super vigilant after that yeah and hoping it stays that way <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely now you uh, mentioned initially peanuts weren't a problem and then later in life, they became a problem, and then that kind of went away again. So I didn't. Really, I used to work for the company that made the EpiPen, so I, I feel like I know a fair bit about allergies and stuff. I didn't know that a peanut allergy, in particular, which you tend to think of as severe, can kind of come and go like that. So when did that happen, and and when did it kind of go away? How long were you allergic to peanuts before you weren't? So I developed it like in junior high, maybe early high school. Mm -hmm. So I want to say like maybe 14 to 16 range. Mm -hmm. And I was allergic to them for almost 10 years. Okay. So basically I was always eating peanut butter toast for breakfast. Loved it. Um, And I started feeling sick every morning, like just kind of like upset stomach or Mm. nauseous. So I couldn't figure out what it was. And I... Every five years, it's just like routine allergy testing. So Mm -hmm. every five years I go. Um, 
And so when I went, they were like, oh, your peanut allergy is showing that you're allergic to it now. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense because I've been feeling kind of sick every time I have peanut butter toast for breakfast. So we were like, well, yeah, okay, so that's this is all making sense. You're clearly developing it because mm-hmm. you're eating it so much. Right. Um, so chill out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat it. And then in five years when you come back, maybe you'll be outgrown it but if you keep at this pace you're going to give yourself an allergy so then I didn't have any peanuts for like five years went still allergic the next five years and then 10 years later the second one it wasn't showing anymore wow. so I just have reintroduced this past year and for two I guess two years now yeah what was after being allergic to peanuts for so long what was the first thing you had um, I had Reese's peanut butter cups because oh, nice. I, all my favorite chocolate bars have nuts. Like I okay. don't really like chocolate bars other than like, um, eat Moore's, Reese's, right. Oh Henry. Like those right. are my three favorites. So <laughs> kind of a bummer when you can't, it just, I never really eat chocolate bars anymore because right. yeah, like coffee crisp, it's fine. It's just not yeah. a Reese's, you know, it's not worth calories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, chocolate bars. And then my, I was also allergic to bananas hmm. and I outgrew banana allergy. So like banana bread. Ah. My one friend made me banana chocolate chip muffins and brought them over for me, which is like the sweetest thing ever. So I'd lost lots of uh, banana muffins. <laughs> right. Have yeah. you ever had banana bread with peanut butter on it? No. It's really good. Is it? It's really good. Well, I better yeah. try it out. <laughs> yeah. Word to the wise. We'll do that on the next episode. So um, safe to say then when during that time when you couldn't have nuts, um, that that was the thing you missed the most was like your Reese's and, and uh, O. Henry and things like that. Yeah, because I never knew the difference. I don't know the taste of tree nuts. So for me, I knew exactly what I was missing, which sucked the most about the peanut allergy thing. Right. Um, Whereas the other nuts, like I just have no clue, so I don't miss it. Like I have no clue. You don't know what a pistachio tastes like. No, and because I don't, I don't care to. Like I'm just like, Yeah, it's better to be in the dark. Yeah, 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 exactly. So for me, it would have been like the peanutty, chocolatey, chocolate bar goodness, that kind of stuff, or desserts. Um, with peanuts in them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, as a um, a, a little surprise, uh, in one of the foodstuffs today, I hit a pistachios just so you could try it out. <laughs> We're just going to play a little ru- allergy roulette. So, um, okay. Well, let's get started. So, um, first off, we have um, the uh, the beverage, the Bolthouse Farms vanilla chai. Um, but before we do that, I'm going to give you uh, some fun facts about Bolthouse Farms. So Bolthouse Farms was founded in 1915. Um, They started by uh, growing carrots in Grant, Michigan. By 1950, they were the leading supplier of carrots in the Midwest with reputation for quality and flavor. In 1973, they expanded to California where year-round production was possible. In 2010, they were one of the 50 carrot producers making baby carrots, a snack alternative to more junk food options, no offense taken here, using a campaign that employed tactics used in other junk food marketing, such as futuristic, sexual, and extreme sports-themed ads. From those beginnings and tying into a juicing fad, they expanded into fruit and vegetable juices, carrot and otherwise, bottled coffee drinks, pea protein milk, salad dressing, and bottled protein smoothies. Though purchased by the Campbell Soup Company in 2012 for over a billion and a half dollars, they maintain their small farm roots, pardon the pun. Utilizing carrot tops as field mulch to reduce waste, composting, and employing solar power and sustainable watering practices to keep their footprint as small as possible.
All right, so to minimize the amount of slurping, uh, Julie, why don't you give that a taste? And I'm gonna read what the ingredients are in this and you can kind of talk about your thoughts on it while I drink it and I'll let you know what my thoughts are. So uh, first thing is soy milk, uh, cane sugar, soy protein, natural flavors. I guess that's where the spice would come from. Uh, acacia gum, that's probably for thickener. Sea salt, green tea, that's kind of interesting. And that's it. So fairly simple list of ingredients. Uh, I see that you've uh, kind of given it some well, once over. You've tasted it a couple of times. What are your thoughts on that bad boy? Um, I like it. Yeah. It's like a chai soy latte, kind of exactly what you'd expect, mm. but cold. Yeah. Um, having said that, for a treat, it is awesome that it has 14 grams of protein. Okay. Um, I could definitely heat it up and drink it at Christmas time, and I'd be all about it. <laughs> um, and it's really creamy, which I like. Okay. Yeah, I'm, so I'm getting, um, like, definitely smells like soy milk. That has that, that certain smell to it. So if you're not a soy fan, I guess it probably wouldn't be the first thing you'd reach for anyway. But I'm also getting vanilla, and there's some spiciness on the nose. I don't know if it's nutmeg or maybe a little bit of clove, something like that. Uh, in terms of taste, definitely um, vanilla and, and uh, has that creamy, it's funny you mentioned Christmas because there is kind of like an almost eggnog-like, um, it's reminiscent of eggnog flavor. Uh, I do get a little bit of the tea, some cinnamon, and in the taste anyway, I thought I tasted cardamom, um, but maybe I'm just imagining that because I know that comes in spiced tea, but that's the kind of the, the spice I'm picking up. It's actually quite nice. Uh, I'm not the, uh, as I was telling you before we started recording, not the world's biggest fan of soy milk, but, um, you know, I certainly wouldn't uh, turn this away if, uh, you know, if I was thirsty and I needed something really quick and just needed a quick protein shot, uh, certainly wouldn't uh, turn away from it. A little bit high in sugar. Uh, we're looking at the nutrition label here, 52 grams, 49 grams of that is sugar. So it'd be nice if they could find a way to lower that down. But other than that, like you said, for something that's basically like a, a milkshake kind of, 14 grams of protein is really nice and, and relatively low in fat. So uh, that's not too bad. It'd be a good uh, substitute though if you're not an eggnog person. I feel like this is a better version of eggnog from someone who doesn't love eggnog. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you know, the thing, I, I didn't mention this before, we're doing a nut-free episode and I kind of joked with you earlier this week that you know, for nut-free beverages, we got like, <laughs> the world is wide open. Like I could have just brought a Dr. Pepper and said, this is nut-free. I chose this because uh, a lot of times people who have nuts have other allergies, as as you were talking about earlier. And I think maybe soy is, although it's uh, it can be a common allergy, it's also a common alternative for people who have, let's say, both a nut and a dairy allergy. So that's why I chose this. And, and our snacks today are chosen in the mind of something that would be an alternative to nuts for people who can't have them. Um, yeah, I could see it being, uh, like you said, a substitute for someone who doesn't like eggnog or who's vegan and, and doesn't want to, you know, maybe likes the taste of eggnog, but is giving that up, um, or for whatever reason have, uh, allergies or just an aversion to, um, dairy or, uh, egg products. So, all right, well, we're not off to a bad start. Let's move into some fun facts about the company called The Good Bean. a fun fact about the good bean um, roasted chickpeas common snack around the world often roasted on carts in the street in countries as varied as Turkey Italy and India among others in 2010 Sarah Wallace whose childhood memories of food stalls on the streets of India gave her the inspiration to start the company and Suzanne Slatcher of Berkeley California 
founded a snack food company called The Good Bean, specializing in chickpea-based snacks which give a clean nutty flavor without gluten or any actual nuts involved. Great for those having allergies to those commonly found ingredients. Recently, the company has expanded into roasted fava bean snacks as well, bringing into their portfolio an option with a good amount of protein and fiber, while also being low in any potential allergens. All right, Julie, uh, so I'm gonna let you take a taste of this while I uh, talk about the ingredients. Um, so first off, it says whole bean snacks. This colorful mix of crispy roasted favas and green peas packs three grams of fiber per serving. To retain maximum nutrition in that important crunch, we soak them raw, then quickly crisp them with a spritz of coconut oil. Um, the, excuse me, the ingredients are fava beans, green split peas, safflower oil, coconut oil, sugar, salt, spices, uh, garlic, onion, citric acid, dehydrated cilantro, habanero pepper, natural flavors, and um, that's about it. So this is the roasted fava and peas, habanero citrus is the flavor. I was really interested in this because it, um, when I was a kid, fava beans, I talked earlier about roasted chickpeas being popular around the world. Fava beans are also eaten in a lot of different cultures uh, from South America to Egyptian to uh, Portuguese, the house I grew up in. Um, we don't eat them like this in terms of it being a snack. Generally speaking, it's more of like a, an accompaniment to like a stew. So you'd cook pork or, or some type of meat uh, with fava beans and you'd eat them stewed. But certainly something I was familiar with growing up. So it's kind of cool to see a snack that you, know, you might eat watching a game or having a beer or something like that that has that tie-in to those uh, fava beans, which aren't really a big part of North American culture. You don't usually see that on menus. Um, I've given you some time there to try it out. What are your thoughts on that one, Julie? My initial thought was a better version of a corn nut. That I like that. doesn't okay. hurt your teeth sometimes. Right, right. And good <laughs> um, for people. Corn nuts don't have nuts, right? They're just corn. Yeah. So, I guess if you're allergic to corn, it's a good option. Yeah, it is a good option. And to, with corn nuts being the only real nut substitute, this is a nice alternative. That, right. Yeah, I would say these are a better version of a corn nut, basically, for okay. me. Okay. And what what kind of flavor profile are you getting from that? Um, I Well, I, it's almost like a, I guess, a peanutty taste. Like, for okay. me, now that I can have peanuts, I'd right. say this is a pretty close, and more than a corn nut is, to a peanut right. taste. Right, So, with the flavoring on it, obviously, it's masking that a bit, but when you get the actual, like, bean flavor, it, it is pretty close to a peanut if someone's curious who can't eat peanuts and never has, like I am to nuts. Right. To me, this is a good way to kind of get get there. Cool. Um, I like it too because it's hot but not too hot so like spicy lovers mm -hmm. wouldn't appreciate this as it is a bit spicy but it's not too hot if you serve it to someone who doesn't necessarily go for spicy things. Right, right. Those people that are a little more sensitive to that. Well thank you for that. Um, yeah so um, I was getting uh, garlic, a bit of a, a nuttiness um, on the aroma. It reminded me you know corn nuts is a, a perfect like comparison because I got that fried smell but not an unpleasant uh, fried smell so uh, the smell you kind of associate with opening a bag of, of corn nuts. Uh, in terms of taste I got a little bit of sweet and a little heat. Definitely agree with you that it's not overpowering. For me I'm, I'm a bit of a, um, a dare I say it a heat seeker <laughs> so I could probably use a little bit more heat but um, I, uh, I didn't mind it. I thought uh, it brought a nuttiness. You're, you're absolutely right. More like a peanut than maybe like a, an almond or something like that. Reminded me a little bit of that bar mix that, well, you probably wouldn't know anything about that because it typically is full, packed full of stuff you can't have. But that bar mix you get, so I think it'd go good with beer. Um, 
Spice-wise, I'm getting like, other than garlic and that little bit of heat, um, maybe something like paprika. And it reminded me of Chex Mix for whatever reason. So uh, all in all, pretty good for a, a nut substitute for someone who can't have that or doesn't want it. Um, I, I, it's a pretty solid snack. Now, time for the sweet treat. Fun facts about our company today, Free to Be Foods. Based in Boulder, Colorado, they started as a chain of retail stores offering 100% vegan, gluten-free, and allergen-free chocolate, focusing on the needs of 1 in 10 adults and 1 in 13 children who suffer from one or more food allergies, many of which can be life-threatening. In 2008, a father with a jar of sunflower seed butter in hand presented them with a challenge, create a candy cup that his peanut-allergic son could enjoy. The chocolatiers got to work, and soon after, the very first Sun Cups chocolate treat was born. Their line now includes baking chocolate candy and bagel chips for the person who prefers a savory snack minus one of the most common allergens. But today, we're sticking with the sweet. All right, so Julie, give that chocolate cup a try. Now, I got the dark chocolate version. There is a milk chocolate version, and I know you're not the biggest fan of dark chocolate, so that may um, color your impressions of it a little bit. But uh, let me read what's actually in this. So dark chocolate, cane sugar, sunflower seeds, or organic evaporated cane juice, cocoa butter, palm fruit oil, tapioca starch, and salt. So pretty... Um, limited set of ingredients, which I guess if you're an allergic person is kind of exactly what you're looking for. Peanut-free, soy-free, tree-nut-free, egg-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, and free from corn, coconut, mustard. Don't know why I put mustard in a peanut butter cup. Uh, sesame, fish, and shellfish. So if you were worried about the ground up mussels or clams in this, you don't have to be. Um, what do you think? Um, I think the middle, or like the filling, mm -hmm. the peanut butter substitute is right. a bit dry. Like it's okay. almost powdery. Right. Um, which provided like what's not in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the taste is there and it's still impressive seeing as how limited they are with their dietary restrictions. Right. Um, and it does the job. It's like a salty, sweet, chocolatey, kind of seedy, nutty. Like it's all there. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, if it was like a little bit more moist in the middle or oily, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the ratio of chocolate to the filling is a bit too much chocolate. Okay. So for me, if there was a, like a little bit thinner chocolate and a yeah. little bit more filling and a little bit more oil mm -hmm. um, to make it more moist, it would be a bit better. Okay. And if you like dark chocolate, I think this really gives you your dark chocolate fix. Right. So, it's got that bitterness. Yeah. Like, so some good things going on, just not... The dark chocolate part for me, I just, it's too much like chocolate. Right. Um, but again, not too bad. And it's that salty filling, which I like. I like right. the salty component. Salty and sweet kind yeah. of together. It does both. Now, if you can think back to when you couldn't have peanuts, if you'd had these, do you think that would have, assuming you got the milk chocolate version, do you think this would be a, um, you know, something that you'd have as a regular part of your snacking or... I think it's a good, if you have no other choice, it's mm -hmm. definitely a good alternative. Yeah. If it was milk chocolate, um, especially because then you have that milk chocolate with that um, salty mm -hmm. component. So I definitely think for me, if it was milk chocolate, um, I'd be happy with that as an alternative if I wasn't able to have Reese's peanut butter cups anymore. All right. Perfect. Um, 
Well, that's our food reviews today. I just realized that I was so into the talking about the food and the reviews that I completely forgot to ask your questions. So I'm going to run through rapid style, just a few. Um, would you say that you are a sweet or a savory person? I am savory. More, more savory so. than sweet? More okay. So. I do like my sweets, um, but I'm more of like a chocolate rich than I am sweet, sweet. Okay. So, like, if I had cake, I mm-hmm. don't really like vanilla cake, I like, but I would have a chocolate cake. Right. So, um, it has to be, like, a balance between right. salty and sweet or rich and sweet mm. or, like, caramel I could do. Okay. Um, things like that. But, like, vanilla or, like, fruity desserts, like, a sponge cake with, like, berries. Like, to me, that's just, no. <laughs> so, I'd rather okay. have chips. All right. Yeah. yeah. You're a chips gal. Okay. Yeah. Um What's one item that you find inexplicably popular that you just can't stand? Oh, that one's hard. Um, I mean, I feel like I don't, I mean, I don't like black licorice. I guess that's one thing. I'm not a black licorice person. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Um, And being like a chip person, like the pork rinds, like that to me, I'm like, I don't really get that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know. There's nothing that I'm overly like angry about that right um i guess for me yeah it's more just i like my traditional chips yeah like i like my salt and vinegar ketchup barbecue right you know like the original yeah um so nothing outside of that too like when people get like poutine chips like to me i'm just not interested right i'd rather have my salt and vinegar okay <laughs> all right stick with the standards i got yeah. it uh, by the way um as you were talking i was thinking how horrible would be a black licorice flavored pork rind? That would oh, be. That would probably. That, I'd have a nightmare about that. Yeah, that yeah. just sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, do you have any memories that? Uh, and uh, doesn't have to be negative because we talked about those already. But any memories that stick out uh, to you revolving around junk food? Maybe I don't know the first time you had a certain treat or. Um. Well, when I was younger, I loved, which is such a weird combo, but um, Slurpees and salt and vinegar chips. Okay. So, so again, like that sweet and salty. Slurpee yeah. And a like Lay's salt and vinegar chip. Gotcha. Like getting both together. And yeah. they were both like 99 cents back then. So it was like two bucks. It yeah. was the best snack ever when you were like a kid <laughs> and were, had $5 between like two friends and some five cent candies in there. Right. That was my go-to. All right. And yeah. do you do that as an adult or are you kind of beyond Slurpees and chips? Um, Randomly, like maybe once, not even a year, maybe every couple years. Okay. I'd have like a Slurpee, but for me, I'd be more like a super small amount because I think the syrupiness of it is overwhelming. You're not into that anymore. Yeah, I can't do a big one, but like a little one, if someone gave me like a root beer Slurpee, like a child size, I'd be all about that. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's not something I ever crave, that's for sure. Like I'd never be like, oh, I want a Slurpee today. I just wouldn't think of it. But um, yeah, back when I was a kid, I was like Slurpees every day. I could do it. Okay. (laughs) All right. Cool. Well, thank you for answering those. We'll do an abbreviated question and answer period this time because I was going to do those earlier. Um, Now it's time to play Junk in the Trunk. So Junk in the Trunk is when I bring something from my pantry or elsewhere, um, and I promise you this is allergen-free, that uh, you are going to do a blind taste test of and tell me what you think and see if you can kind of guess what flavor we are dealing with. So if you're game with that, 
I will. This is a game of trust for me. This too. is a game of trust. My yeah. life is in your hands. This is where I'm I'm hiding the pistachios. So put your hand in that bag. Okay. I promise it's nothing too freaky like okay. cuttlefish. So kind of a crunchy snack there. Um it honestly tastes like a sour cream and onion chip, but like okay. a kettle chip. Okay. But maybe like not cheese, but I don't know, something else is there too. And no tingling of the lips or anything? No. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you like it? I actually do. Do you? Now I'm questioning what if it's a wild chip flavor. Well, this is, said I don't this like is what's, wild chip flavors. When, when you said like when people are getting these chip flavors like poutine or whatever, I just want salt and vinegar. That made me smile because this is a Lay's chip Ooh, and it's Lay's. actually cheesy garlic bread flavor. Okay. So I don't know if you get the garlic. Well, I was thinking garlic or onion, but okay. I was like, I was trying to... Try to associate what it could be or what I've tasted before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that sour cream and onion kind of, but like it, the cheesiness, it was the cheesy garlic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So that's, I didn't hate it though. So, so I that's guess good. I should put my foot in my you mouth. Should, you should expand <laughs> your, your chip horizons perhaps. All right. So uh, that brings us to just about the end of our episode. Um, as a reminder, one star wouldn't pick it up again. Two stars, mm -hmm. I would look for it again. And three stars, oh my God, this is amazing and I want more now. What score do you give the Bolthouse Farms vanilla chai? So, I feel like generally I'm, most people don't have like chai lattes every day. Mm -hmm. But like for the amount of times you'd have a chai latte, I'd rate it a three. So like wow. being a treat, like okay. not something you're going to have every day because yeah. you wouldn't. So you were um, impressed. But yeah, like at, like at Christmas, heating it up, mm -hmm. or if you were like wanting a treat, I would mm -hmm. probably grab that over going to like a Starbucks for cool. the future. All right. So All right. for what it's what it's worth, I'd say yeah, it's it's pretty bang on, or like a two point five. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if you had to pick, I'm gonna nail you down here: two point five uh, or three. I'll say two point five. Two point five. Okay. And uh, next up, the the good bean uh, fava and roasted peas. The habanero citrus flavor. What do you give that? Um, well, I think this is a new concept because for me, I've never like the concept of eating nuts or having like right. bar bar mix yeah. or things like that. Um, I don't even think to go to it. But seeing as I could have something where you could have this in like a little Ziploc bag in your lunch or something to tie you over, I would definitely consider them in the future. Um, and that salty component, which I'm a big fan of. Um, so for these, I'd probably rate them a 2.5 as well. Okay. So, so far we're, we're simpatico. Uh, and then finally the sun cups. So the sweet snack from free to be foods, what star rating to give them? I would give them a two. Okay. Um, if I had the milk chocolate ones, they yeah. might be up there too. But for me, you know, with how dry the middle was and a bit too mm -hmm. much chocolate ratio, mm -hmm. I'd say it's two because it, it does the trick. And if you had a craving, it's, it's there, but, um, wouldn't be my first go-to. So probably a two. I didn't hate it, but. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I, uh, similar to you, I think the vanilla chai was better than I thought it would be. It was uh, quite creamy. Um, and it had uh, some of those nice spice notes, um, and yeah, I, I could see uh, it being warmed up and, and being quite tasty. I'd probably give that a two stars um, out of three. The Good Bean product, 
that was quite tasty and I liked like you said the feeling like I'm kind of munching on corn nuts or, or bar mix or something like that it didn't um, taste like healthy food but it, you know relatively is healthy compared to some of the other options in this kind of aisle of the store so I'd give that a 2.5 and the sun cups um, I agree with you that the the center was kind of dry I don't mind dark chocolate as much so that wasn't a, uh, a complaint of mine um, I I never even gave my review, so I guess I'll do it now. Um, I thought the it kind of reminded me of tahini or halva. The um, although it's sesame free, it had that kind of flavor. Uh, when I tried it by itself, I definitely was getting that sunflower seed um, note that you're you know used to if you're just munching on sunflower seeds. Kind of balanced against the bitterness of the chocolate, the touch of the saltiness. I thought overall, you know, obviously between this and a Reese's peanut butter cup. I'm gonna go Reese's every time. That's one of my favorite candies. But um, if I couldn't uh, eat Reese's because suddenly I developed a peanut allergy, I could see definitely uh, you know going with this as a uh, pretty decent alternative. And now I'm curious to try the milk chocolate one as well. Uh, so that one, I'm gonna give it two and a half stars as well. So that's our reviews. You can contact us either at, on Twitter at JunkFoodiesPod or at Gmail at JunkFoodiesPod at gmail.com. Uh, now it's time for junk mail. Our message today comes from Chris Edson in New York. He asks, JP, my first job was directly involved in the junk food industry. I worked at a Cinnabon at the mall. And to this day, I'm still not crazy about the smell of cinnamon. Have you had any junk food related jobs and did they affect what you like or dislike? Um, so I just sprung that question on you. I'll let you think about that one, Julie. Um, for me, my first job was McDonald's. And... There was a period of time, I think, when I, yeah, I kind of avoided McDonald's after that, but I've swung back around. I will eat there occasionally now. Um, I also remember having a job during Christmas uh, at a company called Seas Candy, which was kind of like Purdy's or something like that. Um, and the rule of thumb working there, this was my senior year of high school, uh, was you could eat as much candy as you wanted. Um, Sorry, uh, <laughs> you could eat as much candy as you wanted. Uh, the funny thing was, once you had eaten, um, once you had eaten the, you know, the first couple of days, you'd eaten a, a wide selection of candies. After about a half hour of that, you'd probably eaten as much candy as you wanted to. And I'm a sweet tooth, but I, um, after my first week, I never touched it again. And now I can definitely eat these candy, and I still like candy, but. They uh, had a very generous sampling policy, and you're just like, welcome to eat as much as you wanted, and that usually wasn't more than a few pieces. So that's my particular junk food job stories. Uh, what about you, Julie? Did you ever work in the food industry or selling Girl Guide cookies or anything like that? I did sell Girl Guide cookies. Yeah. But more than that, I also worked at A&W. Ah. Um, so for me, I think it was the chubby chicken. But I was a big fan of it, and, and yeah. So for me, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. I don't think there was okay, any bad Okay, and you never got an aversion, like you never got sick of it after working there for a certain amount of time where it's like, I never want to eat this food again. No, but pop, I think, because that was the one thing you could have, unlimited pop every oh, time you worked. So right. So for me, I think it was just like the pop factor was no, like after that, pop was not novelty in gotcha. any way. Gotcha. For quite a while, so that would be probably it. But the food part, because I didn't cook the food, I did more like the chill stuff. I think right. for me, I didn't overdo it either. I wasn't eating every shift or anything. Right. So I think I just behaved myself and it didn't create too many problems. But pop, yeah, that was a 
issue for sure for a while. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Julie, for uh, giving me your time today. I really appreciate it. We're going to wrap things up and we will catch you guys next time. Bye.